Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll share the story about how I got into the supplement industry 17 years ago and explain what I recently learned that could bring everything full circle. But before we get started, I would love if you took 47 seconds out of your day to leave a rating review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Should I purchase the company that essentially introduced me to the business side of the supplement industry? Depending on how astutely you follow my content or how long you've known me, if you're a supplement industry professional, your attempt to answer that introductory question might yield very different results. The supplement industry background that mostly everyone knows about was my short but impactful time at the then startup Muscle Farm during 2011 and 2012, when the sports nutrition brand was in its hyper growth phase. But that wasn't my first introduction to the business side of the supplement industry. Others might remember me sharing various stories about how integral Bodybuilding.com was in my professional direction, and that's 100% the truth. But while I've been involved over the years in buy-side due diligence projects, when the specialty supplement e-commerce website has been up for sale, I was never employed by Bodybuilding.com. Yet a portion of that website ended up having an outsized role in connecting me with the company who would introduce me to the business side of the supplement industry. I might have told the story only once through content, but being a contributor on the Bodybuilding.com forum 17 years ago led me to my first job within the supplement industry. To understand how that can happen, you must kind of like transport yourself back to that time because 2006 was a very different era of the internet age. I think Facebook had just started to shift away from its college-only model, RIP, the innocent days of the Facebook. Twitter had just launched. MySpace was losing steam. And before there was any kind of mega forum sites like Reddit, there was the Bodybuilding.com forums. While a lot of the traffic at the time was in the MISC section, I stayed in the supplement product like education and brand marketing areas. As you can imagine, being that at the time, I was a poor business student getting serious about lifting. I contributed like at the intersection of supplement knowledge, getting free supplements, and talking to supplement brand owners about business strategy. But around that same time in 2006, my contributions to the Bodybuilding.com forum community provided me with the opportunity to become a company rep for an 11-year-old sports nutrition brand named Beast. What is an internet forum company rep, you might ask? Well, it's basically a combination of today's digital jobs like community management, social media strategist, and customer service rep. After excelling at those like online duties for a collection of months, I wanted to help Beast out more. So I reached out to the founders, Tony and Maria Altieri, 
they graciously gave me the chance to impact brand awareness in an analog way by traveling initially locally around the Northeast Ohio area to visit local supplement shops and vitamin shop locations to do like product sampling events. That led to them trusting me to travel outside of my local area. And since Beast headquarters was in South Florida, I routinely covered the major cities in the Northern half of the United States. It provided me with tons of fundamental industry experiences like distributor ride-alongs, store-level sales tactics, and trade show marketing support. Finally, since my infinitely curious brain was never satisfied and I was now in my graduate MBA program, I started to provide beast value within areas like new product development and brand strategy. And things were great at Beast, and Tony and Maria were always so courteous in working around my various like accounting and business internships, but I was prepping for graduation in 2009. I obviously needed a full-time job. I remember at the time imagining this like dynamic cross-functional role that I believed would align with my strengths. Talk about the typical like millennial, I should be entitled to this perfect job mindset, right? When I mentioned this idea to Tony and Maria, they gave me this type of response that was honestly the exact gut check I needed to hear at the time. And I'll paraphrase it because it's been like 14 years and I forget the details, but they said something along the lines of, within the supplement industry, you only have founders and then you have sales and warehouse staff. Defeated, I left the supplement industry for two years until the muscle farm opportunity presented itself due to a previous networking connection that I made during those days at Beast. Oddly enough though, and it's mainly because the supplement industry had matured leaps and bounds in those two years, the role that I did hold at Muscle Farm looked eerily similar to that original dream job I had envisioned. But it was that human capital and skill gap created between founders and like the sales and warehouse staff, which seems to happen all too often in the supplement industry, that wasn't an incorrect statement either. And it's the market opportunity I've leveraged over the last 11 years to become the premier strategy consultant that covers the emerging and intersecting categories of functional food, beverage, and nutritional supplements. So as you can see, I likely wouldn't be who I am today without the help of Tony and Maria at Beast. But as you've probably picked up from the introduction in this story time, I recently found out that Beast was for sale. Well, at least the company's intellectual property is for sale. Somebody in my network got a hold of some public marketing materials from Metis Partners. If that name rings a bell, it's because Metis Partners was also the designated IP valuation firm involved in last year's Muscle Farm asset auction before the brand ended up filing for bankruptcy at the last moment. But the distinction here is that Beast is not filing for bankruptcy, still has good relationships with its retailers and manufacturers, and to my knowledge, has always been a profitable business. Instead, Tony and Maria are selling because they've been running Beast for almost three decades. Their college-age kids are interested in other professional pursuits, and they'd like to focus on other personal and professional interests. Or at least, that's what they alluded to me when we talked, I think, like last year maybe, or, or maybe a little bit longer than that, which all makes a lot of sense to me. No matter how enjoyable something is, 28 years is a long time, right? So let's kind of run down what's for sale. In those documents, 
It states that the IP portfolio includes all rights to the highly recognizable and trusted Beast brand. That includes the trademarks protecting it across key commercial territories like the United States, Canada, and Australia, I think just to name a few. And then several functional CPG categories as well. Beast is also covered along with apparel. Additionally, the trademark portfolio covers a ton of product names and taglines, some of which I had a hand in naming, like their top-selling creatine product, Creature, and a pre-workout product, Predator. There's also trademark protection on the highly desirable phrase within the kind of supplement or fitness industry, Beast Mode. Beyond the trademarks, the IP assets include websites, some Amazon and Walmart.com brand protected listings, and social media accounts that have a combined almost three quarters of a million followers. Finally, included in the assets is a huge customer database, product formulation and flavor IP, and various trade secret elements. This is really a hodgepodge of like short-term value that can be turned on in day one and long-term opportunity. But also will obviously take the right like, person or company or team to extract it all out to the largest potential. And before I run through some possible like fun and interesting right acquirers, I want to quickly explain this like IP sale versus business share sales question that seemed to trip up a lot of people in that muscle farm content. The easiest way to understand this is that the person buying the Beast IP would have essentially everything they need to start operating as Beast in those trademark protected categories without all the baggage and skeletons from a 28 year old business entity. So maybe there's some like accounts receivable or payable mess in the business entity, it's not your problem. Maybe there's some like aged inventory that you need to dispose of, again, not your problem. So you get the point, right? In an asset light business model world, like the supplement industry, intellectual property is the most valuable thing inside of the business per se. Okay, enough with like the definition stuff. Who's most likely going to acquire the Beast IP? There's obviously me, which I'm kind of joking about, but not because I wouldn't want it or think I could create massive value from it. The reason is tied to a conflict of interest that ownership would create with my current consulting client base. But I'll cover like the most likely acquirers first, which I believe would be like the three-headed monster of a beast competitor, beast retailer that would turn it into like this pseudo private label a la like first form or MTS nutrition, and then an industry like contract manufacturer. These bolt-on acquisitions or like vertical integration M&A moves provide the most strategic value if they choose to exercise it. I think that's really a better landing place than a value-seeking private equity firm that doesn't have complementary assets. What about more interesting ideas though? Let's start at Beast Mode himself, Marshawn Lynch. He's been an active investor in a few sectors since his retirement from the NFL in 2019. Maybe he could even out-negotiate Nutribolt for the Skittles licensing deal in the supplement category. The next interesting one would be Mr. Beast. A few things make sense here. Firstly, did you see the recent mirror selfie that Mr. Beast posted of his like health and wellness transformation thus far? That just screams that he will one day be interested in monetizing himself 
in an IP class that's included in this Beast IP cell. Secondly, and maybe supporting that last thought, is that he's been looking to launch a beverage that may or may not require a supplement fax panel. So if Jimmy Donaldson wanted to use his alias of Mr. Beast, he would more than likely need the IP that Beast owns for that idea. Moreover, there are several fitness influencers that use Beast or Beast Mode or other kind of similar protected words in their personal branding, which they can then easily attach themselves to a Beast product line that already has strong brand recognition since 1996. Heck, even a non-influencer can acquire high-quality brand IP assets that already has cash flow momentum for likely less total investment than starting from scratch in today's ultra-competitive supplement industry. And then the last interesting idea would be that Monster Beverage Corporation acquires the Beast IP portfolio. As of right now, Monster Energy has nutrition facts and is considered a beverage. But what if they wanted to utilize various functional ingredients and that decision required them to have a supplement facts panel? Additionally, Monster Beverage uses the word beast in product names and taglines, so this acquisition would realistically give them future optionality and attractive IP protection that they love. I'm sure there's a number of other kind of like fun ideas that I could jam about, but more than anything, I hope whoever acquires the Beast IP assets can be a great shepherd to the almost three-decade-old brand that gave me my start in the supplement industry. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly.